I remember playing in that specific area growing up. It's so green. My friends and I would just run around there. It's amazing. And then when they turned that into a dump site, it became into this smoke coming out from it. And it's gray and sometimes it's dark from all the plastics. And from green to basically gray-black. Jeline Franson grew up in poverty in the Philippines, physical and spiritual poverty. And that garbage dump was an important part of her family's survival. We would look for plastics, bottles, cardboard box, metal, newspaper, and we would start in the morning. And we would sell them in the late afternoon so then we could come home. I've been walked on and let down and lied to, felt the sting of life. I've been stranded, abandoned and branded as a broken child. Jolene's life changed forever after she followed her little sister to church one day. You're going to hear her story on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories, an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Billy Graham held outreaches in Jolene's home country of the Philippines. And a little later in this episode, you're going to hear an excerpt of one of those messages. There's poverty all over the world, but there's different kinds of poverty. You can be poor of this world's goods and rich toward God, or you can be rich in this world and poor toward God. You do not need to live another minute in spiritual poverty. Jesus Christ is waiting to lift you out of that poverty right now. It begins with you surrendering your life to him. And we can tell you more about that at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. Now, maybe you're not living in spiritual poverty, but you know someone who is. You can direct them to that same site. Again, it is findpeacewithgod.net, and we have a link to it in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. I grew up in Cebu, Philippines, and I was um, the second child of my parents. My mom and dad, they were very young when they were married. My dad was 17 and my mom was 16. When she was a little girl, Jolene was close to her dad, but things went downhill after he lost his job. My dad lost his job and he basically doesn't want to deal with us. He became alcoholic and drug addict and he sometimes would come home once a week or once a month. Did not know him very well at all at that time. Um... We used to have a very good relationship, but when that happened, he just drifted away from me, and I basically don't know him at all anymore at that point. Jolene's mom was left to provide for four children. Jolene remembers when some green space in the neighborhood was turned into a garbage dump to give a nearby resort a place to unload all its trash. Jolene and her family would pick through the heaps of garbage, looking for anything that could bring them a little bit of cash. The dump became a central part of life. Even when they were at home, the smell never left. Our house is basically like a walking distance from the dump site, so it's it's right there. You think you'd come home and I'm like, oh, this is a clean place or good smelling place, but it's not because it's a walking distance, so it's right there in your face. And so it's the same thing. It seems, it seems like you never left the dump site. 
When Jeline wasn't sifting through smelly garbage, she was doing housework or watching her younger siblings. There wasn't much of a sense that there could be more to life, and Jeline's parents never talked about faith. Growing up, I don't remember going to church with them or even having conversation about God. God reached Jeline and her siblings through another avenue, a church that opened up near the dump. I remember when the church started there. The entire kids in the neighborhood would go to this church because they have a feeding program every Saturday morning. And I just remember at first, actually, the wife of the pastor came over to our house and invited all the children. And I remember saying no because I thought it was a scam. Like, literally, that's how I I thought. I'm like, why are you here? Because I question it. We're, We're dirty, we're filthy. Who would want to come in here in this area? And so... I thought, I was like, okay, this is a no, and we're not going. Jolene's three-year-old sister wasn't worried about the program being a scam. When she heard free food, she scurried over to get something to eat without telling Jolene. And Jolene found out anyway, and she was pretty aggravated at first. But as her little sister went to the feeding program week after week and came home smiling week after week, Jolene began to reconsider. I just saw how happy she was when every time she's there. And that kind of leads on to question myself, okay, why are you questioning these people? One Saturday, Jeline stopped by the feeding program, and a neighbor asked if she would be willing to help prepare the food next time. The first time she approached me, I told her no, because I'm like, I have to do laundry, I have to babysit my younger siblings, there's no way I could do it. And every Saturday, I follow my sister, every Saturday she'd ask me. And then finally I said, okay, I'll just do it to make her stop asking me and you know when you help you get food so I'm like okay then I could eat some of the food as well so it's a win-win situation very much for me at that time what Jolene didn't know was the leaders of the church wanted to do much more than fill empty bellies they also wanted to fill hungry souls the first time I help her the pastor sat down with me And for the very first time, someone told me about Jesus. And you would think, you know, because Philippines is one of the Christian nation in Asia, or probably the only Christian nation in Asia. But you'd be surprised that we're really not. So when the pastor, every time he sat down right next to me, he would just tell me about how Jesus loves me, how uh, Jesus died on a cross for me. And how he saved me. I was shocked. And I did not understand. Jolene's whole world was wrapped up in working and taking care of her family. She couldn't see that there was something more than the daily grind. And her poor relationship with her father didn't help when it came to understanding God's love for his children. But Jolene kept going back to the church week after week to help prepare the food. And she kept hearing about this man named Jesus. I think three months in... He, uh, the pastor, told me that there was a youth camp happening around Easter. It was April. He said, you can go. I'll pay for your trip. Um, You should go. I think it will be good for you. And, of course, when he first told me that, I had an excuse, like, who's going to watch my younger siblings? Uh, My mom's going to be mad at me um, because my mom was also against us going to this church. But God made a way. I somehow attended the youth camp. I don't remember how exactly happened, but I just remember going and being so excited about it. 
The youth camp was on a neighboring island in the Philippines. Jeline was 12 years old when she went, and she still remembers the message that got her attention. I specifically remember the pastor said that God is our heavenly Father, and when that when he said that, it just touched me, and I just felt like someone hugged me. Probably because I've never seen my dad for a while at the time, but I just know it was God, and that feeling I. You know, every time I'm lonely or every time I'm in a crazy situation as an adult life, I would always go back to that moment, being hugged by our Heavenly Father. Because that was really special. That night, Jesus Christ became the Lord of Jolene's life, and she embraced God as the Father she had always wanted. And I was the first Christian in my family. And life suddenly had new purpose. Jolene wanted to learn all about God, but it wasn't easy. Her mother saw her new faith as a distraction from housework and other duties. But Jolene just worked even harder at home, so her mother would reward her in a sense and let her go to a Bible study at church. Then around Christmas time, Jolene experienced another pivotal moment in her life. Operation Christmas Child, or OCC as it's also known, came to town that year. It was Jeline's first encounter with the OCC shoebox program that's run by Samaritan's Purse, which, by the way, is our sister ministry. Each fall, people across the U.S. and in other countries around the world pack shoeboxes with gifts for children who are living in the midst of poverty or war or disease. OCC came at Christmas, and uh, I just remember that day. Imagine this dump site full of kids, like hundreds and hundreds of kids. This big boxes, brown boxes that have Samaritan's purse in it. Um, people carrying it around. And the kids were like so curious, like, what were those boxes? So we followed the boxes and it was in the, uh, the church. Jolene was as intrigued as everyone else. But she quickly checked her enthusiasm when she found out she might not be getting a shoebox. There were only so many to go around, and the younger children got priority. So instead of receiving a gift, she was asked to help distribute the gifts to the other kids. Jolene was disappointed. And so I keep handing it to the kids, but then in my head and in my heart, I prayed to God, and I told God, I'm like, I really need one of this. I do want one. And before that, I've Never receive any gift, never receive anything, even from my parents, not on my birthday, not on Christmas. And so to me, this is my chance to get a gift. And I keep handing on, I keep looking on the boxes. They're becoming empty and empty one after the other. And it's like, well, it's not going to happen. When there was just one shoebox left, Jeline had all but lost hope. Then a woman with Operation Christmas Child tapped her on the shoulder. This lady, I wished I thank her because I just remember when she said, um, this is yours. That was very special. And um, when she tapped me on, on my shoulder and I turned around and there's that colorful box that I prayed for a few minutes ago, that was pretty incredible. And every time I think about that, that makes me cry. <laughs> So when I open it, it's school supplies, um, personal hygiene, like toothpaste and toothbrush, and this glittery notebook. I specifically um, remember that because I always like to write. So 
as you could imagine, I used that for a long time. That gift and that answered prayer touched Jeline's heart and affirmed God's love for her as his daughter. After that, she had the chance to lead her youth group at age 14, and she continued to grow closer to God. We're going to fast forward a little bit to Jeline's adult life. She attended some college but couldn't afford to stay in school, so she worked in a factory making steering wheels. She also met a man from here in the United States. Now, her pastor's wife had warned her to only marry a man who loved Jesus. But Jeline didn't follow that advice. She left the Philippines and moved to Kansas to be with her new husband, but the marriage didn't last. So she focused on her church community in Kansas City and vowed not to pursue a relationship unless she met someone who was a Christian. So when she met a man named Anders, who seemed wonderful but wasn't a believer, she started praying. I prayed to God and I told God, you somehow brought this person in my life and you're the God of heavens and you're the God of the universe and you helped me get through every single thing I've been through here in the States. And I do believe that you do this thing. So would you please just tug his heart and know you? And um, after, I think, a month in of um, knowing each other, I boldly shared my faith to him. I told him, this is my faith, and I love the Lord, and I serve the Lord. And um, I am not forcing you nor asking you to go to church with me, but that would be an amazing thing for us to go to church together. A few months later, he did start going to church with Jeline. And one Sunday after the pastor's sermon, Anders quietly raised his hand to show he wanted to accept Christ as his Savior. Jeline was thrilled. Today, she and Anders are married. They have two young girls, and recently they moved from Kansas to New Jersey. Jeline gets emotional when she talks about her husband and his faith. Right now, he's leading me more <laughs> to Christ. Um, he lead our entire family to the Lord. He um, He's actually the project leader of OCC in our church. He lead a Bible study with me for, gosh, five years now. He does. He's wonderful. As much as Jolene loves her husband, she loves her heavenly father even more. He is the God who show grace and will give grace over and over again to his people, that he is the God who will never leave you nor forsake you. He's a heavenly father. That's big to me because people still ask me questions about my dad, my, my father. Not that I don't love him or not that I don't care for him, but I always tell people that I have a heavenly father that would just be there for me and he is the God that once you accepted him he will never let you go Jolene Franson has discovered that God loves her in a way that she could have never imagined was possible He loves you that much, too. You can learn more about his love for you at our website. It is findpeacewithgod.net. Findpeacewithgod.net. We have a link to that site in our show notes, too. Jeline and her family recently went back to the Philippines. And as you're going to hear in just a minute, it was an experience she won't soon forget. 
You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. We've been having a marvelous time here in the Philippines. I've never seen such warm and hospitable people. Billy Graham. There's poverty all over the world, but there's different kinds of poverty. You can be poor of this world's goods and rich toward God, or you can be rich in this world and poor toward God. Regardless of your earthly possessions, many of you tonight are poor toward God. You have spiritual poverty, and there are many of you that would like to be rich in this world, but it's far better to be rich toward God, to have the riches that are in Christ Jesus, who for our sakes became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. Christ died on the cross to make every one of you a spiritual millionaire. And that's what you can become tonight if you put your trust and your faith and your confidence in him. Do you want to know more about putting your trust, your faith, and your confidence in Jesus Christ? Visit us at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest on this episode of GPS is Jolene Franson. Jolene is from the Philippines and was the first Christian in her family. But she has since been joined by several of her siblings and quite a few other relatives. She is still praying for her parents and her older brother to put their faith in Jesus Christ. Earlier this year, Jolene and her husband and daughters went back and visited the Philippines. They had the chance to meet a group of children who received shoeboxes through Operation Christmas Child and are now taking a follow-up class about God's love for them. The program is called The Greatest Journey, and it has allowed children all over the world to find hope in Jesus Christ. Seeing these kids right now going through this discipleship program, I just see so many souls going to be saved in the future. And um, I could cry again about that. Um, I was so grateful that I went because, and especially when I, when I told them my story, like they were so wowed. And I told them that it's all God. I get to encourage them about their situation, that God can do wonders if you're being faithful to him. And if you just let him live in your heart, in your life, not just in your heart, but in your life. And I'm so excited for the children that are going through the greatest journey. They're going to do great for God. We never get tired of sharing stories like Jalene's, stories of lives that have been totally transformed by God's love. And we sure hope you never get tired of listening to those stories. By the way, we want to say a quick thank you to Jasmine Murray for the use of some of her music on this episode. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Thank you so much for listening to GPS, God People Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.